Easter joy and victory and Easter peace to you from God our Father and our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this happy day is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. Listen again to verses 10 and 11. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. So far, our text. When I was 12 years old, my dad took me deer hunting for the first time in northern Wisconsin, just about 40 miles east of Ashland. And as luck would have it, and believe me, it was pure luck, I managed to come home with a beautiful eight-point buck. Well, per being a 12-year-old boy, I was really excited to tell all the kids at school about my hunting success. And remember, this was way before the days of pictures on your cell phone, right? No one believed me. Not the teachers, not my classmates, not the lunch ladies, except for one kid, a fellow 12-year-old, who looked at me and said, that's great, Tim. I said, you believe me? He said, sure, I shot a 10-pointer. That's a true story, too. <laughs> there is nothing more frustrating than when people refuse to believe you, especially when you have great news to share. And that's exactly what was happening in our Easter text. Those poor ladies, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and some of the other gals, too, Luke tells us, I mean, come on, they're up way before dawn, loaded down with spices, trudging through the darkness to embalm the body of Jesus. And it was dark, all right. As dark as their task, as black as their sadness, images of their master's crucifixion tearfully flashing through their thoughts. And then all heck broke loose. Or maybe I should say all heaven. The soldiers had gone AWOL. The stone rocked and rolled away. The tomb empty. The body of Jesus nowhere to be found. But there were angels hanging around the cemetery that day. Angels robed, we are told, in pure sunshine who said to the ladies, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Can I get an hallelujah from God's people this morning? Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. Now it sounds like Easter. Well, you know what those Easter women did next. Mary Magdalene used her Uber app, and they ride-shared all the way back to the disciples. You know, those 11 burly, manly men who'd been hiding up in an attic since Friday. And the women, they're so excited, they can barely get the words out of their mouths. And they said unto them, we saw angels. 
They said Jesus is alive. They said Jesus isn't dead. They said Jesus has risen. And do you know what those men said to the ladies? Well, watch this and you'll know. It's just another work day, and any jack and apes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. But, sir, Christmas is a time for giving, a time to be with one's family. I say, bah, humbug. That's right. When the 11 disciples of Jesus first heard the good news of the Easter gospel, every one of them did an Ebenezer Scrooge and said, humbug. And this is straight out of our Easter gospel reading. Luke says that the words of the women seemed to those men an idle tale. And that's from the Greek word leros, which literally means silliness, pure nonsense, and you guessed it, humbug. If this humbug found in the middle of the Easter gospel this year sounds familiar to you, it's because you hear it and you see it in our culture every day. Because if you believe in Easter these days, the world says that you are a fool. And the world has no problem with celebrating Easter as a holiday and Christmas too, but they laugh if you celebrate it as a holy day. They don't mind the Easter rabbit, but they scoff at the Easter Redeemer. Well, that's all part of the postmodernism worldview that's so popular in our culture right now. And it's a worldview that says, forget about God. Forget about the Bible, because you decide what's right and wrong for you. You define what good and evil are for you. You decide what sin is for you, that is, if sin even exists at all. And those stuck in the quicksand of a postmodernism lifestyle, you know what? They don't care about the past. They don't care about the future. They live for the now. That's their mantra. For them, life is all about experiences. Do whatever it is that makes you happy. Don't worry about tomorrow. Well, that sounds like a pretty carefree existence, doesn't it? Don't worry about God or heaven or hell or anything else. Just live for the now. But I've got a question or two for people who are living by that kind of creed. What happens when your life runs out of experiences? What happens when your nows reach their expiration date? What happens when you don't have any more nows? What happens when you die? Well, those fooled by postmodernism, they don't do death very well. You're just dead, they say. It's over. Annihilation. You become worm food. That's it. Well, there's something to live your life for, huh? Yeah. I mean, how sad is that? How hopeless is that? How depressing. Our culture has no answer for death. And right now, right now, death is everywhere, isn't it? I mean, to date, 987,343 COVID deaths 
in the U.S. That's the population of Austin, Texas, or Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. 6,189,593 COVID deaths worldwide. That's the population of Finland. Raise your hand if someone that you know, someone you love, died from COVID. That's amazing. Okay. So much death. And you know, you've all seen the images of, of Putin's rampage in the Ukraine. Those are hard to look at, aren't they? You know, no one knows what the, the actual numbers are. Tens and tens and tens of thousands have died, and more will die today on this Easter Sunday. Hey, 29 people shot in a Brooklyn, New York subway last week, and that means 167 people killed in mass shootings in our nation since January 1st. So much death. And so many folks who have no idea how to handle death, and so death handles them. Is it any wonder that our nation today is filled with what? The depressed, the anxiety-ridden, the opiate-dependent, the haters, the violent, the sexually confused, and the utterly hopeless. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you take God out of the picture and replace him with yourself. Because if God is anything, God is life. And without God, there's only death. Did you hear that, though? God is life. God is life! And that's the message of Easter this morning. Come on, what was the testimony of those angels? Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. Uh, he has risen. Jesus lives. And that's good for Jesus, but it's especially good for you and me. What does Paul say? What does he reveal in our epistle reading today? For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. What does Jesus promise? In John 14, short and sweet, powerful, because I live, you also shall live. What does Jesus promise? In John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though they die. Every Christian should have that tattooed somewhere on their person. And that ain't no bah humbug, is it? Martin Luther once said, There is nothing more powerful than the message of Easter. The words, Christ is risen from the dead, should be well marked and written in great letters. Every letter should be as large as a town, yea, as high as heaven and broad as the earth, so that we see nothing, hear nothing, think nothing, know nothing beyond Easter. In other words, to Martin Luther, Christ's resurrection changes everything. And it does. I mean, it shows you that Christ's death on the cross was not chance, it wasn't fake, it wasn't some kind of a karma or a tragic accident, but it was a purposeful, planned act to pay for your sins and my sins and to open the door of heaven for you. The resurrection screams that death will never have the last word. It didn't for Jesus, and it won't for you. 
Easter proclaims that this life isn't all that there is. And yes, this life is just practice for something far better that God has in store for you. What this Easter day tells you is that your life isn't meaningless. You matter. God loves you. God has a purpose for your life. And your life's purpose is this, to live for God in the now and then to live with God in eternity. All right, one last point here, and then we're done. In our text, after the 11 disciples bah humbug those Easter women, Peter leaves his compadres, and he runs back to the tomb to see for himself, to believe for himself, and then to share the good news with his friends. On this Easter Sunday, each of you now have looked into the tomb. You spoke your Savior's name, and it echoed its way back to you. No one home in that tomb, empty grave, Christ is risen, Jesus lives, alleluia. There's so many sad and depressed and hopeless people out there. And you know what? Some of them are your friends. Some of them are your family members. And now it's your turn, like Peter, to leave the Easter tomb and wait for the right moment. And God will always give you the right moment to share with them that this life isn't all that there is. Christ is stronger than death. He lives forever. And all who trust in him will live forever too. That's not humbug. Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.